hip hop pioneers right here on DJC Radio Global for the year of 2021. Big round of applause one more time as we bring in Steve L.D. right yeah. here on DJC Radio Global. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being on DJC Radio Global, first and foremost. Yeah, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I know that you were busy today, and I thank you for taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to be here. I'm so sorry I was late, but thank you for having me, and I appreciate your patience. Yes. It's all good. Got real hectic. I Trust me, I know how it is. I've been doing this for years. This Nothing is like, ah, oh, crazy anymore. Right. It's like, let's right. just go the flow. Let's just have a good right. time. Okay. So Sweet LD, what does yes. that stand for? Uh, Lady Dewana. So okay. some people may not know, but prior to um, me becoming Muslim and changing my name, okay. Lady Dewana was the nickname that um, Hammer gave me. My birth name is Dewana. So that's what it means. Sweet Lady Dewana. Got you. Now, yeah. I, I like to find out who the people or person were before they got into a rap group or became singers and, and, and uh, stuff like that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who was Sweet LD before she became Sweet LD? Um, Sweet LD was still um, sweet. Now, I started out kind of feisty as a child. Um, Used to beat up people. Uh Got in fights. Used to bully my brothers. But I don't know. Somewhere in middle school, we moved. And that changed. whole vibe was different. Um, High school, I was the kumbaya. I wanted everybody to get along. I was a cheerleader. Played basketball um, in seventh grade. Cheerleading cheerleading pep squad in high school um all kind of creative stuff and i've always done poetry oh nice, um, nice. yeah so nice. i've always been into the arts per se yeah all right so where were you raised in oakland oakland california born in houston but raised in oakland mm-hmm. that's what's up now yes. um, how did you because you were you became mc hammers as a group background mm-hmm. dancers, right backup dancers i mean well, we weren't a group when we uh, were together. We were all individually chosen by him to be part of the backup, uh, okay. you know, dancer look. So, yeah, before I met any of them, I had another friend. It was myself and uh, Carla Robeson. I think that's her last name. But she and I were approached um, and invited to be part of a video that Hammer was doing. Okay. And that didn't take place right away. So we went through, a, a, what do you call it, kind of employee change or whatever you call that. So, uh-huh. um, and we weren't getting paid, so let me clear myself about that. But it was myself, Carla, and Ace in the beginning, and then Carla decided to leave. So as she was leaving, we met Lil P, Terrible T. So that's how it became the four of us. All right, yeah. so let's walk up. Let's back up. Yeah. So yeah. now, obviously, you were you were dancing. And yes. uh, how, where were you dancing? How, how did you get known? And how did the meeting with MC Hammer happen? Okay, so I just danced as a club dancer, which was oh, okay. Yeah, in back in the day when I was younger, <laughs> and we hung out at clubs. It was just yeah. all about going to the best club with the best music, so you could dance. And of course, you want to meet a girl or a guy. You know, if you're a guy, you want to meet a girl. For us, yeah. we were looking for cute guys. So we were at Silks um, on a particular night. It was five of us, and we oh. saw Hammer there with Ace. They were together. Um, and they were doing the Cabbage Patch. So that was the latest dance. Yes, it was the most recent latest dance. I think it was a Smurf in the Cabbage Patch. But anyway, the way he was doing it, I wanted him to show me how to do it. But I didn't approach him. 
at the time in the club. So once it was over, my friends and I followed him to the gas station. There's a gas station right around the corner from the um, club. And usually people headed there afterwards because we're all hanging out anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, but you're talking about him as an MC Hammer. As an MC Hammer, yes. And was MC, well, I'll take it back. He was uh, the Holy Ghost boy at the time. Oh wow! He wasn't MC. Yeah, he wasn't. Oh, he, wasn't MC oh, he wasn't as famous yet. Oh no! No, oh. no. We're we're talking about um, the dirt of it. This was gotcha. before gotcha. anything. Yeah. That's so cool. when you when you're referring to MC Hammer and the Posse, that's when I was with him. I was part of that Posse group, uh, or you know, collective of people. But um, the way I met him was out of silks. So okay. he was not MC Hammer. He was just the Holy Ghost boy <laughs> at the time. But yeah, Holy Ghost boy. But um, after Silks had closed and everybody's leaving, headed to the gas station and if, um, all of my friends and that, we saw him there. So I just told him, I said, I'm going to go up and ask him, MC Hammer, or, you know, Stanley Kirk Burrell, if he would show me how to do the Cabbage Patch the way he did it. So he agreed to do it. Um, wow. And we met back at Silks two weeks later. So at the time that we met back, this was solely to just hang out and dance. That's it. And usually if you vibe with somebody dancing, that's just what you do. You hang out and you dance. Yeah. So we hung out that night and um, he asked myself um, and Carla if we wanted to be in a video. So we said yes. Um, we didn't know what the video was about. We okay. just said yes. So from there, meeting him at the club, hanging out, being invited to be in the video, we started rehearsals. Okay. So we didn't know what the rehearsals were for. They were obviously not for a video, but um, we ended up performing with him around the Bay Area. So at this time, there is no Lil P, there's no Terrible T, it's just myself, Carla, and Ace. Um, Carla becomes disgruntled. We all do because we're not getting paid. We didn't understand what this man's vision was. Mm -hmm. um, so she decides that she's going to leave. And uh, he ended up um, meeting two other dancers, which was Lil P and Terrible T. They come on board, Carla leaves. And so now you have MC Hammer and the Posse. So it's two big MC, Lone Mixer, Redeem, and myself, Ace, uh, Tab, and Phyllis. So All right. that was MC Hammer and the Posse, yes. Okay, so you said that he wanted you guys to be in a video, but there was never a video? There was no video immediately. So, okay. for instance, um, when he invited us to be, I'm just going to give you a date just to show you how it happened. But say he met us in September at some point yeah. at Silks, right? And we meet back a couple of weeks later. So, it's mid-September. Now, we're hanging out. And he's like, hey, you guys want to be in a video? We say yes. This is mid-September. So, before any video was ever done, which was the first video, let's get it started. I think a whole year passed. Okay, okay. That's yeah. what the industry is. But um, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. What? what? Uh, I don't know. We didn't think so. We, oh, we thought okay. that was like excessive. You know what I mean? Well, it's um, very possible. Yeah. You know, that stuff like yeah. that happens because things fall apart. Like when you think it's well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. yeah so true. uh what song was it for? Um, it was supposed to be for Ringham. If I'm not mistaken, the first video was supposed to be for Ringham. But like I said, so much time went by and we're performing in the Bay Area now as MC Hammer and the Posse at school auditoriums and, you know, doing interviews on the radio and constantly practicing. He was never really clear that I recall of what video was going to be for. So by the time we actually did a video, it was, um, like I said, let's get it started. In okay. one of the clubs in, in um, Oakland. Yeah. So when you guys were um, doing doing shows and doing mm -hmm. interviews, 
what mm-hmm. song were you guys promoting? We were promoting Ringham. So Ring- Ringham, right, Ringham was the one that they played on the radio all the time. Okay. So we thought that's what the video was going to be for. Like you. I said, and you said yourself, things change in the industry. So they, I guess he changed his problem. mind. Yeah, but um, at the time, we just didn't understand the whole picture of the industry yeah we didn't get the concept of that and um we didn't understand what his vision was so you know if you tell us we're going to do a video we ready to go do the video within a few days you know exactly but there's a lot to it now was the record label or was he doing this on his own he was doing this on his own he had a distribution deal that he was not he was not on a record label yeah yeah Back then, he was not on Capitol. He wasn't on Busted. He didn't have Busted yet. Um, I cannot think of the guy's name. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, there was a um, distribution deal. Oh, I can't think of his name. But that's really what he had. He didn't have a record label. Unbelievable. So mm-hmm. how were you guys selling? What Were you guys selling, like, CDs and things from the trunk? He like- was selling it from the trunk, yes. Cassettes and, C- and uh, CDs. Were CDs out then? It was cassettes and 12 inches. Cassettes and 12 Vinyls. Vinyls. Yeah, I don't even think he had CDs at the point. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. listen, sweet it's LB. hard for me to remember, but yeah. If I'm not hey, hey. Out of the trunk of the car. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick your brain because those, okay. that, that's the golden era. That is the. Yes. Back then, that yes. was the height of hip hop to me. Yes, yes, I, that's like, what was I going think on. This yes. right, like I think hip hop right now is something totally different. Like it's 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 just a genre that's existing. But back then, I feel that people were authentically into what they were doing. Things oh, yeah. are different now. Like people just do things for clout and think about getting paid. Not saying that we didn't want to get paid back then, but we had a right. lot. Um, now right. I know that this is your interview, but I have to talk about MC Hammer. Yes. You know, because he's like wearing the greats and so are you. But Thank I'm going to get to you. And his work ethic, like, uh-huh. how is MC Hammer as a person? Like, when you met him, you, you know, he taught you the cabbage patch and then you you guys started hanging, obviously. Um, uh, oh, tell me, oh. This light is not, can oh. you still see me, though? I can still see you. It's all okay. good. Okay. Yeah, the light just was just not cooperating this evening. Um, light didn't like the question I just asked. I'm just <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about his work ethic and was he like tough on you guys? Did he, you know, want things like as perfection or was he like laid back? Tell us. No, about- I think um, for most of us, there we had a natural talent. Gotcha. So when you have the natural talent and then you have the natural energy, now we just need to refine it for whatever he's looking for. I I do believe now, not that I think, but I just do believe now there was not clear communication of what his expectation was. Okay. So we didn't know why we had to be at practice for three, four, five, six hours or more um, practicing for a video that we have no idea is going to happen yet. You know what I'm saying? So there was just a lot going on, but he was very, um, he was, he was a perfectionist. He was driven. He had, um, a vision, like I said. And once we understood that we we were all choreographers on our own, um, just naturally, like I said. So if he said, I want to have this look, I want to, you know, this sound accented in the music. It was one thing I can say he taught us that I I see today in fitness. And that is that the song is broken up. We all know this. You have the intro, 
you have the chorus, the verse, chorus, hook, verse, and so on. So all of these have different sound changes. Yes. And so he wanted the choreography to match whatever the, the musical change would be to accent that change and to keep people engaged. So oddly enough or interestingly enough, I see that in fitness today when people teach songs for choreo I mean, or choreograph songs for classes. That yeah. format is used. Yeah. Okay. So how did you get your uh, skills? Did you just learn on your own as you take some dance lessons how did you Oh no no this is all natural i've been i was dancing when i was four or five years old for my mom and um i love dancing so it is just something i naturally do honestly uh you know I, to show you uh where i live now it's not a big house but in the kitchen when i go to make coffee i'm literally dancing for some reason it's, it's this area in the kitchen Really? And I'll break out and do choreography while I'm trying to make coffee. It could take me 10 minutes to make coffee because I'm doing dances in between, putting the filter in, washing out the carafe, putting coffee in. I don't know what it is about that one spot. We but I've been doing that for that. years. We need <laughs> you, you better prop a camera up and put that on Twitter or Instagram. Or TikTok or something, yeah. 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 It's been happening for see. months now. And I really? never noticed it. Yeah, it's been happening. Well, yeah. I say months, but I think I've noticed it for the last few months. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I do that all the time. So but I, Phyllis was a natural dancer. Terrible T, Ace, Hammer, all of us just naturally. I don't think anybody really took formal um dance training yeah. we took classes classes but this wasn't for years and years training. it's yeah. in our melon we do not need melanin is the truth and i'm not it's trying so to empowering funny, but um <laughs> i'm from the days of my parents having company and they'd be like hey Cisco, come out here and dance dance for us we're gonna give you some money you that's just it. and they put the hi-fi on you start that's dancing. it and then that's the, what i did give you money yeah. yeah that's how we were raised you know what i mean so, so how old how old are you Hey, hey, how dare you ask hey, hey. what I, hey. is? I can ask you that because you know I, men don't mind telling. Well, I do, but uh oh, I'm okay. tell you because you sweet LD. Okay. <laughs> so um I'm in my fifties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're so, right here yeah. together. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. I don't look as good as you, but you know. So yes, I you know do what I can do. But yeah, so for those of you that just tuned in, we have Sweet LD from Oak Town's 357, MC Hammer Backup Dancers, and you guys formed the group. And how many songs did you make? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we did two albums. Oh, so wow. 20 or 20 more songs, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so now mm -hmm. um, when you guys started to do your music, was yes. MC Hammer still hot and was still doing his shows and touring? We and have stuff? light. Yeah. Yes. He, he was, we performed with Hammer before he broke off and started doing, um, you know, his show with, with the 10 or 15 dancers and the, um, the real large band. But yeah, we still performed with him as MC Hammer and the Posse. Nice. Um, and then it became a point where we were opening up and then we would still go perform with him as a headliner, yes. uh, as MC Hammer and the Posse. And then eventually we're the headliners and he had his dancers and the whole band and they're doing their thing for MC Hammer and, you know, yes. uh, just MC Hammer at this point. But yeah, we worked um, up until it was time for us just to be on our own. Yeah. Well, big shout to my man Jeff at B. 
TP Media Group. For hey, Jeff. Possible. Big shout out to my man. He's a cool ass dude. Big shout yes, out to he is. Uh, big shout out to my man, Jay Smooth. Jay Smooth said, Okay. He saw them, meaning you, mm-hmm. at uh, the Joe Lewis Arena. I guess that's in Detroit some, some years back. I thought in St. Louis, but yeah. Oh, that's in St. Louis? Yeah. Okay. I, well, look, don't get me to quote him because I'll tell yeah, you, I've been yeah. all over this country and still forget stuff. Nice. But nice. yeah, I do remember being there and I think we filmed a video there too. Um, I'm going to say it was the updated Let's Get It Started. So yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. All right. I believe so, that was it. So, what is your most memorable moment? Well, oh. not one, because I know you have several when you're touring the world and doing that. I can recall, yes, like yes. You know, something that stood out with you guys or with him. Or tell us a tell us some uh, stories. We, I have a couple. I do remember meeting Patty Labelle, and Patty Labelle was very direct with myself and Terrible T and her whole thing. I even had. Um, a similar conversation with BNGB, but we were told as women by Patty LaBelle to make sure we got our money. Mm. You need to know where your money is and you need to know how much you're supposed to make. You need to make sure you get all your money. So I remember that. Um, she was very endearing, very loving, but she had one of those hugs like from a mom that when they're saying something, there's emphasis yeah. on and she squeezes you. And yeah. so we felt that. Yeah. She was like, hey, hey, hey. Like shaky, yeah. I gotta get y'all together. Yeah. So I remember that. Um, and then Terrible T and I had one, and this is still one of my favorites. But we were in, I believe it was Detroit. I could be wrong. It was snowing, okay. and so we couldn't really get out. Um, so we hung out in the hotel with Jodeci. Oh wow! And we had a water gun fight on all the floors of the hotel. You know, so wow. that's one of the stories. That's my favorite. But yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. Now listen. Thank you. <laughs> since, since you mentioned Jodeci, what was yes. the uh little guy? Like what was his name? Okay. Oh damn, I'm sorry for saying little guy. Um <laughs> one of the guys in Jodeci. I got a crazy story about him. One of the guys in Jodeci. No, okay. not KC. Jo- Jojo? Not Jojo. The other Devante. Devante. Okay. That man pulled a gun on me in a club in New York City. No. Yeah. I'm not lying. We were in Club uh, Cheetah. Uh, what? It was called the Club Sound. It was called the Sound Factory Bar, but it changed names. It was like 21st Street between 5th and 6th. So he's zooted, like drunk, drunk, drunk. Oh, okay. With him. So he went to the bathroom and his bodyguard is sitting outside. And I didn't yeah. know. So I yeah. just walked in because I, you know, I'm trying to use the bathroom. Right. I guess I startled him. Yeah. Turns around, pulls out a little. Oh. The gun was beautiful because I'm in. Wow, I like a little like thirty-eight nickel plated pointed at me. I wow, looked, oh, what's up, Devante? I went, start peeing, and he put it back and staggered out. I was wow. like, just now, but yeah, man, big big shout to him. And I hit him up on Instagram about it, but he would never admit it because he probably don't remember the shit happening. But that's um, dangerous, yeah, that's dangerous. That was very dangerous. But yeah, so. You know, you toured the world and you guys did some uh, uh, great things with mm-hmm. now. MC Hammer had like a like a church background upbringing, right? Is, yes. is that what his name was Holy Ghost B? Holy Ghost Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. So started in the church performing. I think he had a couple of partnerships with other guys that were trying to do you know gospel music, gospel performances, and. Um, just kind of a little awkwardness and making it meshed, you know, because you're trying to mesh 
you know, hip hop and gospel yeah, yeah, yeah. performing and entertaining with gospel. And so, yeah, just a little bit, but I'm, I'm sure from that he wanted more. And that's where this bigger picture came from. Yeah. Got you. Now we're going to get mm-hmm. back to that business that Patty LaBelle gave, gave you that advice on. Big shout out yeah. to Team Chemistry. Thank you so much. I lost a few pounds, so yeah, I do look different. Thank you so much, Team Chemistry. Nice. Jay Smooth, but this ain't about Cisco. This is about Sweet LD on <laughs> Global. Um, so did you know about publishing back then? Did you know about your royalties? Did you know the business, or did you have anybody handle that for you? Number one, no, we did not know about publishing. Number two, no, we did not know about the royalties. Um, No, we did not know about the music industry or the business of music. And number four, no, we did not have anybody handling that for us. Uh, We were blessed to hear things from people who had our best interest, um, but there was not really... um, someone who could come in and make that stuff happen for us. So things were not really set up for our, you know, um, on our behalf to have royalties come to us in the amount that they should, you know, or publishing, uh, owning our publishing or anything like that. No. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that just you guys or was that also MC Hammer or was his business straight? From what I understand, that was just Oaktown's 357. Okay. I'm not sure if any of the other groups that he had on the label, which was Special Generation, um, One Cause, One Effect, BNGB, Benito, um, I don't believe any of these things were set up for them either. Okay. Um, I do believe we would be in a different position position financially, everybody, monetarily, if it had been, and it was not. So, yeah, that's my understanding. Hey. You are still here breathing. So you still have time to do what you got to do. That's Let me tell you something. God is good. Exactly. He is good every single day. So he's going to make sure you're going to be all right. It might be ugly and painful right now, but he's going to make sure you're going to be all right. Always. So Always. is it safe to say from those recordings, uh-huh. you're you're not really seeing anything now from those recordings? And It's pennies it- on the dollar, which is way less than what I was getting and way less than what I should have been getting. So who um, we were getting- not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So who's getting the rest? Or. Yeah, that to me, probably, you know, I don't want to speak or misspeak. Yes. But whoever was handling the paperwork at that time is they're the ones that are getting the money. Um, so that would be Louis Burrell, Hammer's brother. And it could be possibly Hammer. I'm not sure. The way I understand it is that Hammer um, sold the masters. So I don't know if that was the master's catalog to the artist or the master's catalog to the artist and himself as well. Not okay. sure, but that's what I understand. So it, it was a lot going on. Got you, got you. Yeah. you know, I'm not trying to rehash anything bad. You know, this is an interview. People want to know. We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Uh, so... Did you guys have a contract when you were with Yes. Hammer? Yep. 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 Have you ever thought about taking legal action or you don't, there's nothing It's like, okay. well, I mean, let me say it this way. We saw a contract that in guesstimation may have been two to 300 pages. What? That's what we, uh, yeah, it was, it was thick. It was a thick contract. Um, and I recall being on a plane and everybody, when I say everybody, it was a posse being handed this contract and saying that we needed, 
on a plane on our way to LA to do the Arsenio Hall show, if I'm not mistaken. But we were on a plane on our way to LA um, and we were told that we needed to sign the contract. Mm. And if we did not sign it prior to landing, that by the time we landed, we would be sent back home. Okay. So that was a dilemma. So there was a contract. We're not, we're not sure of the specifics when everything ended. And I did look to do, you know, um, a legal situation. I asked for the contract and what I got was probably five to six pages. It was nowhere near what we signed on the plane. Yeah. So I mean, it's, you know, it's, it was too much of a headache to have yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. So I just like, whatever. No, yeah, no, listen, it is what yeah. it is now because, because, like, that was like decades ago. Oh, now, yeah. Oh, my God, this light. It's, it's all good. Now okay, you know. As long as you can see me. Uh -huh. They actually strong armed you to sign that contract because they were hiding things and they didn't want your lawyer to see it. So that's oh, what. Oh, uh, but, see, no, and that's a good point that you make. Um, hadn't thought about that, but that is the correct word strong armed. Yeah. But we asked for an attorney on the plane. We said, well, we would like to, you know, um, go over the contract and we would like to get an attorney. Do we have representation? No, we didn't have representation and we didn't have time. This is how it's presented. You don't have time to have an attorney look at this. We need to have them signed right now because they have to be. Oh, it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you're right. It was a strong arm. Yeah. yeah so there's so there's some foul play there because mm -hmm. if if uh, these labels and these people that are trying to sign you yeah. don't want you to get a person that can read these things and yes and, and like understand the wording they yes. will try to come up with some tricky you have to sign it now sign it now and that's exactly what they did that's exactly uh, what they did yeah I mean, oh man you know listen so anyway <laughs> now, you know not you know because like that's not that's not right because i feel like everybody needs to be treated fairly especially if you're making money you know well, I mean? you know, I, it, it just seems like to me, this is the industry or it was the music industry back then. I'm yeah. not sure if they're still doing the same thing now. Oh, my yeah. foot is about to go dead. But yeah, I'm not sure if the same behaviors or no, processes no, are still you, okay. You try. People do try. Wow. You can always get your outside representation. Yeah. You, it's, it, it doesn't make sense to use a lawyer from that label because the lawyer is from that label it's going to be from the label yeah but see that's the thing i don't know if this was something that um capital came up with i just feel like it was some other type of contract situation yeah. and i do remember when we did uh get back i had asked um hammer to speak to my father my father worked um with the EEOC at the time, God rest his soul. And I had asked Hammer to speak with him um, about the contracts and just let him know we at least wanted to see it and have my dad look at it. I mean, I yeah. figured he would have somebody either that he knew as an entertainment lawyer or lawyer, he could figure it out. Excuse me. And so uh, Hammer got on the phone with him and they exchanged a few words and he was, he just kind of laughed out loud and he was like, well, so you think I'm supposed to um send you with your country bumpkin ass the paperwork and this is how he spoke to my dad now a lot of people might say why did you stay but it was just i don't know you know we just were so what do you call it um committed or involved yeah, yeah invested it's invested and, 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 and so and your yeah. age what were you like your age Ooh, 22 23 you know what i mean we are yeah. young we yeah. are um you know very 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 excited right like whatever whatever 
naive, you know what I'm saying? And, so, um, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You need to tell me, mm-hmm. MC Hammer said to your dad, Yes. I'm going to send your bumpkin ass a copy of this contract? Country bumpkin ass. Yes. So, I'm seeing MC Hammer in a totally different light now. <laughs> I do not respect that man because I thought thing. he was a better person than that. No, and I, this is the this is the part that I think people have to realize is that we're all different now. You know what I'm saying? And this is in no way to negate what he did, but I'm for sure he yeah. knows better now. You know what I'm saying? I yes. am for sure. He has to know better now. But at the time, no, there was a there was an arrogance about him, yeah. and he just felt like, you know, okay, so your daughter called you, so what? You know, why should I send you anything? Who are you? You know, this kind of attitude. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, well, the contradiction was you were just speaking to my mom months ago to ask her for her permission to let me come and work with you and that it was going to be difficult, but you would make sure you took care of us. But now you're on the phone with my dad. You know what I mean? So it's very off-putting, but at the same time, like I said, we were invested in just kept thinking if we stay, we could change it, make it better, you know? Um, Yeah. So no, that didn't work out, but yeah, I mean, I've told him about himself several times. We've had these conversations. We've hashed it out. I believe that over the years, he's probably asked for forgiveness. I don't know all that he's gone through, but okay. yeah, we're good. Now, yeah. now that I'm talking to you mm-hmm. decades later and I'm mm-hmm. doing this, I don't have sympathy like I did when he went bankrupt before and was broke. Oh, please don't. No, please no, don't have sympathy. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I, because I didn't know this part. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Yeah. So listen. You, we knew this part. <laughs> you what you sow, and karma is a bitch. So ah, that's yeah. what happened, MC Hammer. And I'm DJ Cisco. I ain't scared of your ass, so it's all good. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we have Sweet LD on DJC Radio Global. And yes. we're talking about uh, back in the days with MC Hammer, she's Oak Towns 357. Yes. Dances, mm-hmm. then they turned into artists. And this is. Oh, I froze? Am I back? Uh oh. Please don't say I froze. What happened? What done happened? I'm right here. Oh, man. People, please share, share, share. Uh, We have Sweet LD. I love all the hearts. Yeah, man. She's dropping some stuff that I never knew. And I'm asking some of the questions that the world wants to know. Uh, She'll be back in a second. Big shout out to my man Jeff from BTP Media Group. He's um, re- responsible for this interview here. Guys, we got a great lineup of old school in- um, artists. Um, DJC Radio Global, we said back in January that we are paying homage to the NYC, New York City pioneers of hip hop and also uh, the, the pioneers from many other states. So we have uh, Sweet LD. Big shout out to my man, Special Ed. He's been on the show. Big shout out to MC Shan. Yo, myself and MC Shan, we are going on a road trip. <laughs> We're going to have footage and video. We are going on a road trip. And uh, it's going to be crazy. Yes, I was just talking to the people. Let me get over there. It's no problem. Hold on. Let me just get over there real quick. Yeah, I was telling everybody that uh, myself and MC Shan, we are going on a road trip. In a couple of months, I wish I could tell what it's about. Okay, hold up. Let me get this. Yeah, 
um, it should be. I hope none of us get arrested because uh, oh lord, this man is crazy, and I'm crazy my damn self. So, yes, we have CLD Oaktown three five seven. She 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 is dropping some jewels, and uh, I absolutely love this interview. Um, Thank you, Miss LD. This is going yes, to be on our Roku channel. We have a television channel on Roku. You can oh, go nice. to DTV if you have Roku, and uh, this interview is, is going to be up there. All right, awesome. so now. Let's fast forward. You uh, told us everything. Um, told us about the business. You were a, uh, you know, I don't want to say victim, but you were one of those people from back in the days. <laughs> yes. That, you know, got, you know, those contracts. Because, like, back in the days, everybody was getting some messed up contracts. But I just. Yeah. Documents. Yeah. 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 I just think that Hammer would do that. Like, I, because I know that the people that he was signing with probably tried to get him i didn't think that he would try to get the people that he was working with but that's a whole nother story you said that yeah. you would ask it out and all that stuff so it's all good yeah. um so what is sweet ld doing currently well a couple of awesome things that i'm so excited about but i did finish a book of poems a couple of years back okay. so i'm still sharing that with those that are interested which is awesome and i'm working on the second book Okay. Um, I am still a fitness instructor here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I teach three times a week, almost to be four. And oh. then I was just asked to start a, um, a freestyle boot camp with some ladies that I teach. Nice. Fitness dance with. And then um, I have a company that's going to help me with my fitness brand. So creating that. So second book, fitness. And then I just started um, a Melaleuca business with this health and wellness company. So that's also going pretty good. So it's pretty dope right now. <laughs> okay. So what's the name of the books or conditional? Book? The, the name of the book, the first one is conditional truths. And the, that's about the truths that we realize under certain conditions or those that we create under certain conditions or accept all of that in certain okay. conditions. Yeah. So it's a conditional truths. Yes. All right. I'm going to definitely uh, uh, promote that look it up thank and you. start thank you thank you you are very beautiful you're well spoken you seem like a very nice spirit and i absolutely love it um yes. you said that you're something that you mentioned that i didn't get the uh the uh, like name of it because you said the books then you said that you have a something company what, 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 oh what? oh um, yeah it's a <clears throat> It's Melaleuca. So it's been around for about 30 years. It's a health and wellness online shopping club. Okay. So yeah, I started with them back in June and that was to really create the retirement that the music industry didn't really <laughs> help us uh, you know, to build. I think some people can do that in the music industry, maybe retirements. We never got that conversation. I'm not sure if you have to be on the record exec side, but I don't know too many artists that have... Um, Oh, you mean, are you being like a retirement plan for the Yeah, yeah. Just, Ooh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about like health plans and retirement plans. I don't yeah. know if that works for artists. I just know back in, um, what's that, 87, 88, 89, when we came up, up to 92, that wasn't a conversation we had. Yeah. So yeah. this, no, I'm sorry, this year, last year, right after turning, um, right before my 56th birthday, I told my husband, I was like, listen, I need a retirement. Everybody I know has one. So um, his frat brother introduced us to um, Melaleuca. And again, y'all check it out. It's awesome. Yeah. 
but this that gives me a way outside of fitness and then these other things that are um, coming together to create an income for myself and create can, you, can you spell that please Mela, uh, Mela Luca M-E-L-A-L-E-U-C-A Mela Luca I've never heard of that yeah it's been around for about 35 years but they're into health and wellness they have supplements they have like a lot of stuff and because I'm into health and wellness it works for me you know what I mean? So it was a good fit for the fact that I'm a group certified um, instructor, personal training, just got certified. And now I'm working on my health coach certification. So because they have products that I don't have to personally sell, wow. you're just, you know, a shopper. Yeah, you see it. And it's um, it's pretty dope. But uh, those are the things that I have going on now with me that are helping me to stay, you know, as healthy as possible outside of some bad foods I eat sometimes. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have some teenagers that I'm working with, you know, getting nice. my boys to high school and all that stuff. But yeah, we're good. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh since you mentioned yes. the health and wellness side of it, can yes. you give us any quick tips on how to boost our immune system uh to combat COVID? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Quick tips. Um, and these are for real the best ones. I would say water, um, sun, rest. I'm not going to worry about this light because this light is messing no, with I, me. I don't worry about that light. But uh, water, and that means to drink, to stay hydrated. Let me put it that way. Um, we tell people, and we've heard, to drink up to a gallon of water a day. That may be difficult for people. So if you're only getting 20 to 30 ounces, I would say increase that to as much as you possibly can. Um, a gallon's one option, but your weight in half in ounces, if you're 140 pounds and that's 70 ounces of water. So you could do it that way as well. So stay hydrated, make sure you're getting some sun if possible um, and make sure you're getting rest. A lot of us stay up way too late. Yes. So we're starting out as a deficit the following day. I'm speaking from experience. So go to bed. Um, what else did I say? Exercise. These are all serious um, things that you can do. Simple, uh, affordable, and then um, black seed oil. I take black seed oil. Black you know, seed. yeah, black seed oil is elderberry. So yeah. find supplements that are um, easy to digest for you, the highest yeah. quality that you could possibly get, and incorporate that into your diet. You know, and then just minimize the processed foods that you're eating. Exactly. So I hope those are quick, quick tips that you guys can um, digest. But yeah, that's, that's stuff we should be doing before COVID. That just sounds like. But something. if people yeah. feel like they are not empowered because mm -hmm. they're overwhelmed with the vaccine information or the different strains of COVID, if you just remember what you did before that. And then the other point I would like to make is what did they do for people who were sick with COVID? Nothing. They sent them home and told them to quarantine. So when you got home, you had to figure out, I got to eat these fruits and vegetables. I need to get plenty of water, drink some tea, some soup, rest. Do you see what I'm saying? There's no medication in that recipe at all. They sent folk home and said quarantine. So yeah, so like if that's what you have to do, then get up on your game. It's, yeah. it's really that simple. And we just, we don't, we forget. There's too much going on. Yeah. And we can't center ourselves. So if we could just take time to breathe it, think about it, you know what? I can go up here to the whatever store, 
you know, and get the elderberry or the black seed oil off or whatever. And, yeah. you know, make your own concoction. Somebody told me uh, oranges, lemon, onion, garlic. Yeah. But if you put it all in the pot and simmer it and sip it with some honey, you're good. I mean, it might clean you out, but you know what I'm saying? Well, so, yeah, I think if we did that, though, honestly, we would be a lot stronger. You know, you're watching what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Well, increase your water and stuff. You, you'd be okay. I had an injury, and I said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through this anymore. So I um, started eating salads, drinking green tea, and mm-hmm. I lost 25 pounds. See? Yeah, it was, it was you know, 25 yeah. pounds. I'm yeah. trying to go down more. That's mm-hmm. difficult, but I did lose that initial 25 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, I just want people to like realize that McDonald's food is not even real. It's it's not real, but the thing is, is that if you just make the switch a couple times a week. Yeah. You know, yeah. a couple times a day. And, and, and I'm not like simplifying it or minimizing how challenging it can be. I've been there. I still... Yeah go through it. You know what I'm saying? But that's just kind of how we have to start thinking. You know, don't eat McDonald's all day every day. Exactly. um, Or none of the fast food places. You know, just break it on down, y'all. Well, Sweet LD. Yes. Radio and DJC TV. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And your patience. I don't know how we lost the connection between the connection and the light and me being late. <laughs> You've been amazing. This, this is what happens on live radio and live TV. So it's all good. I've been doing this for years. Ain't no, ain't no sweat. You know what I mean? Mm, ain't no uh, sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, thank you for telling us from the beginnings and yes. you know your experiences and everything. And thank you for yes. being honest and not holding back anything. We really applaud you. And you are going to go down in history as a pioneer of hip hop. So well, never thank forget you. That. Hey. We thank salute you so you. much. Thank you.